0: This is the Elevators Podcast. We discuss all things elevating your life, work, and relationships as you are building your business and yourself. Here is your host, yours truly, Dylan Buck. What's up? And welcome back to the Elevators Podcast. Uh, Myself, Travis Wilson and Justin Ellingson are all here together here in Mexico at the Riviera Maya Hard Rock Hotel. Uh, This place is gorgeous. And uh, we decided that we needed to sit down and get this whole uh, run your business like a business Rye concept recorded. Uh, Please ignore Travis's cell phone uh, throughout the episode. Um, But no, I get to sit down with the the number one and number two agency owner in the entire company, right? These two have nearly 30 years of combined experience just here at Family Heritage. So I just wanted to sit back and watch them have a conversation about something that we are all passionate about. And uh, I hope you take all these things to heart because they walk through exactly what it takes to be a successful business owner. You know, what's the mentality? You know, they don't hide anything. And every concept and idea is simple. It's just not easy. So I hope you're excited. I loved sitting through this and uh, get excited just to implement these ideas and practices right now because they are gold. Uh, Sitting here with Justin and Travis, Uh, we're going to talk about Ryeblab, run your business like a business, and uh, this will be fun. We're going to dive in.
1: This will be fun. So this whole idea of Ryeblab came honestly from uh, the guy who started all of our agencies, Peter Ferre. And um, Peter was probably the worst at acronyms, (laughs) which is why he came up with Ryeblab, right? But he had, uh, there's there's a lot of merit and there's a lot to run your business like a business Um, really unique concept and so uh, as I listened to Peter and thought through you know what does run your business like a business look like and act like and think like uh, hopefully that's what we're going to share with our audience today so happy to be here with you guys and um, yeah thankful for that Justin.
2: Uh, run your business like a business is something that Travis and I are both passionate about. I have been fortunate um, to learn from Peter uh, originally and moved down to Nashville and spent a lot of time with him early in my career. And then uh, learned from the legend Travis himself, who just runs the entire business exactly how it's supposed to run. And uh, it's amazing, <coughs> most people. Are entrepreneurs. Most people are entrepreneurs. Everybody likes the idea of being paid what they're worth, having generational wealth come in, but most people are not willing to put in the work or the sacrifice it takes to get all those rewards that come with it. And it's incredible how so many people come into this business and I tell everybody I work with, I wish you had to, like, imagine if you were going to open a pizza shop or a coffee shop, you have to take out a $200,000, $300,000 loan. So what does a business owner do during that time? Whatever it takes. They do whatever it takes. They're going to work late nights. They're going to be there early. They're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that it's successful because they put their life on the line. Well, the unfortunate thing about this business is to be really successful here. All you need is an iPad and an insurance license. So what happens is it's sad where you see people treat it like a hobby and then they're paid like mm-hmm. it's a hobby totally. where when they have a business here and you treat it like a business, you're going to get paid really well.
1: Yeah. So I think we owe it to, uh, our audience and, uh, on this episode to, to share with them kind of how to break through that right? And how not to be a wantrepreneur and, um, and, and how to begin that, that process. What's the equation look like, right? And again, I'm just thrilled to be with both you guys because, um, of, of all the people that, you know, historically we've been able to work with, um, this is a group that's, that's not wantrepreneurs, like it's happening. And, uh, just thrilled with that. So one of the things that I know, uh, is involved in, Ribe Lab is just you, you think like the, the literal decisions that go through your brain as, are as if you're the owner. Like you, you, you say, I own this, and you start to make decisions like that. So just a couple ideas. One would be you're very visionary in your thinking. Um, you have fighter pilot sight. You can see seven miles ahead of, of where you're at. Um, you know your why. There's not a question about why you're doing this. Um, people that run their business like a business and think like a business owner know their purpose and they know their why, right? Um, and they chase after results versus after methods. So I know as I sit here with you guys, I don't. there's not a doubt in my mind that you know what results you're chasing after, you know why you're doing it, and you're looking miles and miles ahead. So maybe you can comment on that.
2: Yeah, <sighs> part of... Not being a entrepreneur is realizing, you know, what does the average person do? Because if you come here, you don't want to just be average. And average people spend their time watching TV. Like they check out at night and what do they do? They just sit in front of a screen and just just go blank, right? When you're a business owner, now you need to spend quality time with your family and you need to make sure you're present with them, but then you need to study, you need to invest in yourself. You need to get better. And what I mean getting better, like when you're running your business like a business, you're going to copy people that are successful. Everybody wants to share, just like this podcast and why it's so amazing, wants to share what it takes to be successful. But I tell everyone I work with as well, we can't do your push-ups for you. We can't do your push-ups for you. You have to be somebody that's actually going to read, listen, listen, I mean, simple things like you need to handwrite your sales talk. You need to listen to certain parts over and over again. And I say, almost tell you want to puke so you could do it in your sleep because that's what it takes. A business owner is willing to do what it takes without giving up your rocks that are extremely important to you, but you need to make sure that you are doing IPA activities income producing activities. And some of those income producing activities are outside of work where you're getting better.
1: Yeah. And those people do those IPAs again, grounded in why they're here. What result am I chasing after a common denominator of success is that people chase after results, not after methods, right? There's no fancy way to do this. You were taught in sales school exactly what it takes to be successful you're being taught through this podcast exactly what has worked for every single person for decades now. Um, And they just chase after results. One of the other things that Peter taught me though, is that you learn to talk like you're the owner, right? Like you choose your words intentionally. And I just loved uh, his example for me because he was so good at speaking life into people. So many, so many people get hung up with their boss because they, they speak death into people or they suck life out of the situation. And uh, I believe that, you know, we've done an awesome job within our organizations of speaking life into people. And so I'd love for you to comment on that as well as um, just using key words like it's our team and we win. And it's it's almost never about I or me. Right. So uh, I'm sure you have some examples of that.
2: <laughs> when you talk like a business owner, it is saying things like, I'm going to make things happen. I don't wait for things to happen. And you understand that life is 10% of what happens to you, 90% of how you react to it. Under, like A business owner knows stuff is going to pop up and it's no big deal. How many times do you hear successful people say, It's no big deal. And this was supposed to happen, and it's happening for me, not to me. This is happening for me, not to me. It's so fun when you read so many eagles, where it's like a business owner says, I zeroed on Monday. That means I got all my nose out of the way. Tomorrow's gonna be amazing. That's what a business owner talks like. Not somebody that says, I hope I protect a family. We don't talk like that as a business owner. I make things happen happen as travis said you chase results and there's just no excuses there's just no excuses like you just have to make it happen and you're going to be the one that's going to be in front you're going to lead from the front you're going to love on people and you're just going to care and you're just going to have the most conviction because you're supposed to be successful as long as you're willing to put in the work and not worry about how you feel
1: Yeah. And those, those words that we say are so powerful, right? Like I read a book one time called hung by the tongue and uh, it's just, it's ridiculous how powerful our words can be. And if you're listening to this and you're part of the organizations directly represented here, you know that the expectations that are put upon you are beyond what anything else in the company has expectations of, but you also recognize and can feel and see the results that people get, uh, it is special to be a part of these organizations, and um, and we are building this, and that's how this is. Uh, that's how this plays out. So, uh, business owners think like a business owner. They talk like a business owner. They also make decisions like a business owner. They use logic and metrics to swing big decisions. They don't rest upon their emotions. They actually do the opposite. They learn to harness their emotions. They they build them up and they use those emotions when they're with that family that needs our protection and needs the encouragement of getting our protection or needs that recruit that they need to go after, right? That's when our emotions come out. But we make big business decisions based upon what we've tracked and the logic and the core principles Of our organization. And and Justin, you've led us with the core principles and the guiding light of your organization for years and just make good business decisions. You trust your instincts and you don't make emotional decisions as it pertains to your business because you run your business like a business. Can you share more on that? For sure.
2: Yeah. So a business owner is decisive. You need to understand a business owner makes decisions, they don't second guess themselves and they understand that you have to be confident. You need to trust yourself. God gave you great instincts for a reason. And when you don't trust those, you get burned. And you have to realize there's going to be certain points in this business that you don't know what to decide, like what to do. But that's okay. All you got to say is, I don't know. But if I did know, this is what I'd do. Tony Robbins, I don't know. But if I did know, this is what i am do. Because even if you make the wrong decision, it's okay because you're learning in the process. And you're feeling... Good because you trusted your decision. Based on what you know so far, you made the best decision you possibly could. And that's what business owners do. They don't second guess themselves. They don't sit there and be undecisive. It's like, I have to make this decision right now. And it's the best one I know how to make because I'm trusting my own instincts. And again, if it's wrong, it's okay. But I teach people, make sure that you're not touching the hot stove. Right? Don't be a child and touch a hot stove and go, ooh, that hurts. Let me do it again. Like, make good decisions and learn through it. It's okay. You can make a lot of decisions that weren't the right ones, but you're going to know not to do that again. And an example I usually use is a group presentation. I mean, I I remember doing a group presentation and screwing up big time. And then I helped an agent out when he had to do a group presentation and they brought us back to this, it was a uh, AC place. They brought us back to this like hole in the wall place. And it was like 10 guys, and it was literally like sardines side by side. And I looked at them. I'm like, uh, here's the scoop, guys. We're not, we're not going to have a conversation here. We're going to the front where the office building is. And I walked straight up to the HR lady and said, excuse me, ma'am, we're going to do it here where it's comfortable because that's where most of the guys want to be able to hear this. And it was incredible. But if I did a group presentation side by side with 10 people, it went to work. But the only way I knew to do that was because I just, when I was new, They're like, oh, yeah, you can do your group presentation in the back. And I did it, and it was wrong. And it's like, I'm going to learn through that and never let that happen again. Because a business owner makes those decisions and realize if something happens, it's happening for me, not to me.
1: So, yeah, so so business owners think like a business owner. They talk like a, a business owner, and they make decisions like a business owner. One of the other things that they do is they treat other people like they are the business owner. And there's a couple ways to to sort of do that. Um, one, one is you understand and you recognize how to apologize. This is a lost art form. Um, another way is that you accept fault. You don't need to accept blame, but you accept fault. And I'd love for you to share more on that, Justin. And, and the last thing is just um, we're so... Blessed, we're we're so fortunate financially. Um, Business owners pay for things; they just do, right? Like you just hear, you you hear employees talk about how special it is that their company bought something for them, no matter what it was, right? And if if every dollar that comes into your world, if one hundred and ten percent of it's yours then you're already in debt. But if none of it's yours, right? If it's, if it's everyone else's, then you get, you know, tenfold, a hundredfold. So can you just comment on how we treat other people within our agencies in terms of responsibility and accepting fault and up learning to apologize and, and just being open financially with people?
2: Yes. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that because um, it matters. It matters. And again, what we talked about is business owners are going to make decisions and you're going to make mistakes. That's going to happen, but you need to own those mistakes and you need to say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. I, I can't, Ah. Uh, it's such a lost art form though it is and it's hard to do but it's almost like we talk to people about getting comfortable with the uncomfortable and that's a big part of it is getting comfortable saying like owning it because what does the world want to do blame point fingers be a freaking politician that just wants to make excuses business owners don't do that they apologize when cuz they're going to make mistakes but they look someone in the eyes and they tell them, I'm sorry, I was wrong and I shouldn't have done that and I'm gonna work on being better. And you just flat out own it. I mean, there's plenty of times, and that's why I love our relationship, Travis, where early in our career, we would have some headbutts, but it was always honest feedback with each other that if one of us was, did the wrong thing, we're gonna say, you're right, we'd call each other on it. But it's apologizing to somebody and letting them know you're going to fix that. Now, you don't, again, it's not the hot stove, though. You don't get to keep doing it just because you apologize. It, you need to get better.
1: Yeah, thanks for airing out our laundry on this um, <laughs> episode, by the way. No, it's all good because, look, that's, that's the deal, right? Like, your agency is transparent financial, and the reason that it's transparent is because you believe in transparent, real, and authentic relationships, with everybody involved. And part of that is just how you have, treat other people and what the expectation you have of those people that work with you and how they treat others. So thanks for commenting on that. If I can give you a picture, it's sort of a wash their feet servanthood, right? Or, or servant leadership. If, we can, if, if someone can get a mental image of the, the career track and you flip it upside down, that's the way that, that leadership should, should infiltrate is from top, from highest title down, right? I think there's this misnomer that as you become an agency owner, you, you have this you know, white stallion that you sort of ride off in the sunset and you, uh, you live on this estate and, and nobody sees you. And if that's you, then you've done this ass backwards, completely wrong. Because what you should be doing is you should be leading from the front. If, it, if it's demanding of you to be in the field training a brand new agent, that's what you do. If it's demanding of you, if the business is asking you, because you've, you, you've now understood the four phases of this career from a previous episode, but if you understand that you're in the business building phase or the mission phase and your business is asking you or demanding of you, to do a final interview with someone, you do that because you're never above anything.
2: Yeah, I love that you say that because the the overarching theme when you run your business like a business owner is you've never arrived. We've never arrived, right? The, The quote, success is always rented and rent's due every single day. You need to be willing to do all the daily activities that nobody else wants to do. You need to be willing to do, pick up and call a cold resume, even when I have seven different callers, but I still need to be willing to do those things because you can never lose that touch of leading from the front and letting people know when we're going to battle, I'm running out there right there with you. And it's, it just, it matters to everybody that you're willing to do the hard things. You're willing to do what sucks because that's what success looks like is doing the things that nobody else wants to do. And then you get to a spot where we're both having this conversation and Travis has taught us like, what is the dream? You've shared this story. What if you could pull a college kid aside, what would you say they would want in their life? Do you remember that quote?
1: They would want to... Uh, re- retire by the time they were 45, they would want to live on someone else's money and they would want to uh, always do what they, you know, w- felt like they were called to do. I'll help you out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is the quote? So,
2: so that's when you know you're doing really well is you have so many quotes that people quote you and uh, you don't even have to remember some of them. Sweet. Cause I don't remember half of them. So, so if you ask most college kids, what do you want out of life? you would want to be in a career that you're working and you don't have to work for money. You don't have to work for money. Well, Travis Wilson doesn't have to work for money anymore. Justin Ellingson, we don't have to work for money anymore, but we do it because we believe we can help add value to other people's lives and we're fulfilled out of what we're doing. Do we like everything we do every single day? No, no, you have to be willing to do those hard things and show people that you aren't riding a white stallion into the sunset that you want to be there with them because it's our team. It's not my team. It's our team. And this is what we're building. What matters to us now is what is somebody else's goals? Mm -hmm. Like I have specific goals, but what are their goals and how can I help them do it better and faster than either one of us did?
1: Yeah, and you bring up a good point there it's it, it's it's not about what we like it's about what we love as soon as you as soon as you know that you're doing what you love to do you forget about your likes and dislikes right so if you if you're a, if you're a if you're married or if you have kids you recognize this very distinct but oftentimes subtle difference between love and like, right? I absolutely love my children. That doesn't mean that I like them every day.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> now your kids, on the other hand, I like every day, <laughs> but I also love them. But our business is so cool. It's so real that that same experience of like and love that we experience in our relationships, whether it be our marriages, our families, the teams that we follow, whatever, right? Our business is so real that when you fall in love with what we do, you're not, you never work another day, but it doesn't mean that you always like it, but you will go and do whatever you need to do with whomever you need to do it because you love it and because you know you're serving.
2: And if you're listening to this, know that either one of us didn't, love this career probably in our first five years let's be honest right because travis has always taught us that it starts off as just a job like right. it starts off as just a job and he's always taught us that it turns into a career and then it turns into a business and last it turns into a mission where that point is where it becomes you love it right but understand that if you're probably listening to this right now and you're got a hit feeling in your stomach, because you're going to go out and cold call all day. That's just part of the deal. You just haven't got to a different phase in your career yet. And that's okay. Because we, we didn't just uh, come out of the womb and be like, Oh, these are going to be supplemental insurance salesmen, right? That doesn't happen. Everything is a learned skill. And then you get to a point when you're really freaking good at something. It's a lot easier to really love it. Right When you're really good at something, it's way easier to love it. But when you're not good at something, don't lie to yourself and say, oh, it's just not my passion. Like That's, that's a wantrepreneur's excuse. It just is. A business owner, they just go to work whether they feel like it or not.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They go to work whether they feel like it or not. And it's not about what, is, what, is my, what does my passion say or my heart feel? That comes over time. Yep.
1: Business owners for sure think like the business owner. They talk and use words like they're the business owner. They make decisions like they're the business owners. They treat other people like they own it. They also act like they're the business owner. They are the model for everything. And look, I feel humbled to be sitting here with the two of you because there's not more than a couple other people that I could throw names out that model everything as they're supposed to in our, in our, in their life and in our business. And that's acting like a business owner. Some people need to hear this and I'll be the one to comment it. um, But some people just need to eat less. Some people need to drink less, whatever it is. Some people need to drink more. They need to drink more water and they need to drink less of other stuff. Some people need to leave earlier. Some people need to arrive earlier. Some people need to respond quicker and react slower. But you said this earlier, you said, read, listen, and participate, right? So when you act like a business owner, you are the example. People look to you and You've attracted more people. You've led more people. You guys have broken more records because of your example. So speak to that.
2: Yeah. So, a business owner, right? We're not entrepreneurs. A business owner reads. Period. They read, and you. And let me rephrase that for people that aren't good at reading. You can listen to audiobooks now. So they read or they listen to books because they have to add value. They have to be somebody that people want to follow. Otherwise, if, if you're not reading, and we've probably all been guilty of, there are certain points where you're better at it and not so good at it. But you need to be improving your mindset. And that happens by reading and listening to ideas that keep you sharp. Um, another thing is once you get to a point where I needed outside ideas, and I've sure this, the Tim Ferriss podcast is where he just interviews the best in the world. So if I ever think to myself like, oh, Justin, good job, your group's doing pretty well. It's like, and then I'll listen to somebody making $3 billion and, and their routine and what they're doing. Cause all he does is study their habits, their routine, their schedule, all the different things. And it's like, it just helps you think bigger. It's like, there's so much more we can impact and help people with that. And the last one is just, um, and this is just something that's really important to both Travis and myself is just God humbles you. If I'm not listening to a sermon every week, <clears throat> I'm just not the same guy. I'm not the same guy. Um, So just it matters to listen to. I listen to Andy Stanley because I think he speaks to people, whether you're a firm believer, whatever your belief is, but he's just going to help you understand that we are called to do two things, love God and love people. Some people are harder to love than others, but that's what's so great is uh, we're just supposed to be different to just love on people even through their weaknesses.
1: Sometimes, sometimes God's hard to love too. But yeah, there's for sure a conviction uh, that comes with, with that. All right, so business owners think like a business owner. They talk like a business owner. They make decisions like a business owner. They treat other people like they're the owner. They act like the owner. And then the ultimate outcome of this, and this is my favorite part, is that they then get to live like they're the business owner. Um, they get to live an authentic life. Like there's nothing fake about what's available. There's nothing fake about your life, my life, Dylan. There's nothing fake about what your life is. And that's so amazing, right? Like it's not a social media movie reel. Like our lives are real and they're authentic because if you don't stand for something, you're gonna fall for anything, right? And through all of this, this business has taught me specifically, and I and I know Justin, you'll you'll comment on this as well, that you just learn to to give grace over everything. Where where you where you would want to gain revenge or where you would manipulatively try and pull mercy, right? Where you withhold punishment to someone that actually deserves it, you move to a whole new realm and you just simply choose grace. Like you give it to them long before they ever have any deserving cycle or not. And then at the end of the day, you get to live with joy, right? You get to live with true joy. It's not happiness, it's not even peace. It's not comfort. It's not contentment. Like you live with joy, and joy is uh, over the top. So, can you just
2: speak on a lot of things? Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, so, Travis has always taught and modeled a great example of a business owner errs on the side of generosity. That's what we do. We err on the side of generosity, even if sometimes that person probably doesn't even deserve it, but we're just going to err on the side of grace and loving people through it, especially when it's hard, especially when it's hard, because we get to, we don't have to, but we get to be that example. We get to leave people in a better mood than we met them. This world is so negative. It's so negative That we get to be that shining light in somebody's business, at somebody's door, and we get to be that person or that company where people are used to it being a certain way or corporate or backstabbing to get ahead, where it's like, that doesn't matter. We don't care what your last name is. We don't care where you came from. All we care is that you love on people, you work hard, and as Travis said, you chase results. And you are going to be able to do some amazing things in this business as what, as long as you're willing to do it, especially when you don't feel like it, but a business owner gives without expecting anything in return. And Nancy always taught us the more you give, the more there is. And it's giving again, it's giving without expecting. I'm only going to give this because I want something back. That's not giving generosity is just giving freely and you don't expect anything back. Yeah, so as we
1: think through and sort of bring to a close this idea of RIBLAB, again, a, a ridiculously bad acronym, but run your business like a business, it, it really comes down to you and, and you run yourself, right? Get, get the man right, get the woman right, you get the business right. The, the business just requires that we be right. I've always said that one of my favorite things about our business is that it requires us to be transparent with people. Thanks for stealing that. Secondly, I love the fact that we have to be authentic and real. But this business also forces us to just be right because there are no posers. There's no way to pose it long enough. We celebrate here at the Hard Rock where there were poses that were captured and wardrobes that were captured. And our business never takes a snapshot of where you were at your greatest moment because it requires that you're authentic, it requires that you're real, and it requires that you're not a poser right? And you just be yourself and be the best version of you that you can ever be. And then you get to live like you own this thing. And everyone
2: around you gets to experience that. And you, another quote I'll give you that you probably forgot, um, but it was really well, is this business is the acid test. Travis Thomas says, this business is the pH is going to come out, right? Like this is the acid test. Like, You have to be someone, as you just talked about, that is real. You have to be yourself. You can't be somebody that's just posting something on social media because you want to appear to be something that you're not. But at the same time, the word you use is grace. And sometimes some people listening to this need to give yourself grace because you're trying to beat yourself up because you're trying to be perfect. And you'll never be perfect. You just need to be you. Like, don't beat yourself up. Because this business is going to allow you to love on people, sell a product that's incredible. Like, a why is a luxury. It's a luxury. I always teach everyone that. Like, it's it's good to have a why. Like, that helps. But we already have a good why. We already do a good thing. So you just need to continue to be willing to do that. And when we're talking about run your business like a business, you have to understand that there's two th- like. For Travis and I, there's things that have just made us successful because it's a non-negotiable where if you were going to open a business, as we started this with, it would be crazy to think that a business on Main Street would be open and not have their hours there. Where their hours were, one day I start at 10, the other day I start at 8, one day I start at 11. Yeah, we serve lunch, but we're open from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m., Like, but people treat this business that way, right? There's like, if you don't have a set start and stop time, you're doing it wrong. And again, it's okay to do that accidentally, but don't let that be a routine. You go to work every day at a set time and you go to work whether you feel like it or not. And then 11 years later, 19 years later, You get to be in a spot where you love what you do, you have joy, and you choose to go to work even though you don't have to anymore, and you get to see people around you that when they leave and retire in this business, they are doing on a daily basis whatever they choose to do. And it's not worrying about how much it costs. They just want to enjoy their life because they've worked so hard to deserve that. And again, that happens when you're not a entrepreneur when you're an entrepreneur and you're willing to do what it takes and make a sacrifice, but you never have to sacrifice your rocks. And that's what's so great about this business is you put those rocks into place and then you build your schedule around it.
1: Yeah, thanks for bringing us to uh, a point of closure. The beautiful part about that is that those people came in here to chase after success and then they ultimately found significance. And that's really what's cool about this.
0: Man, such good stuff. I hope you guys were taking notes because there was a lot of gold that was discussed in the last 20 minutes. Um, but good question to ask yourself, right? Who owns your business, right? If you're in our business, you do. And if that's the case, you got to think like an owner, talk like an owner, decide like an owner and treat others, others like you are the owner of your own business, right? You got to act like it and you got to live like it. So you got to know what each of those look like, right? Thinking like an owner is taking responsibility for your actions and your results. You know, it's being a visionary in your thinking, knowing your why, what are you going after, chasing results, not methods, right? Actually leading by example and doing the deal, Um, You got to talk like an owner, right? Using things like we, as opposed to I, my, or mine, right? Those things can be toxic within organizations. So you got to choose your words, you know, very carefully and and be very intentional about the way that you're saying the things that you're saying. You got to speak life into people. You get to speak life into people and into situations, right? You want to model how you would like the people that work with you to operate, right? Uh, You got to treat others like they're an owner because they are, right? If they are in this business, they're an owner. If you're in this business, you are an owner, right? And as the owner, you get to be the model and they get to be the model for everything. Be the example, right? Be the person that eats last, like Travis said, or drinks less, right? Leaves a little bit earlier or arrives a little bit earlier, right? Responds quicker and reacts slower. Make sure that you're reading consistently to stay sharp, and listening to people really, really well, right? You got to live like an owner, be authentic, right? Be real. Like Justin talked about with his agents, and that's why he named transparent. Transparent is that's what was really important to him is that there were transparent relationships and business partnerships that were occurring and nothing but, right? Stand for something. Know what it is that you stand for and just stick to it. Um, Have grace over all things. Operate with joy right? Through trialing and testing times and uh, just be steadfast in in the things that you believe and the things that are a part of your core values. So do the deal, right? Talk like an owner, decide like an owner, treat others like an owner, act like an owner, and live like an owner. We look forward to having you back next time. This one obviously had a lot more to do with the business side of things. Next episode, we do a lot more to the life side of things. So we're excited for that. And uh, we hope you guys have an awesome week. Use this stuff and we will see you very soon. This has been an Elevated Podcast production. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out our Instagram page at Elevated Financial. Like, share, and let us know what you want to hear more of.